licensed relationship and sex counselor, Greg Dazinski's, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Yo, 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 people, what's happening tonight? Happy Thursday evening. Hopefully everybody's all geared up for the weekend. It has been one hell of a long uh, week uh, this week, so hopefully my voice will hold out. Um, I want to give a shout-out to, again, uh, Shoes by Shea, uh, hand-painted canvas shoes. You can check them out on uh, Facebook.com under uh, Shoes by Shave. Also to my buddies, my friends, family out at PPRN.com as well. Uh, shoot me in. Uh, you can ask live uh, questions if you want. You can call in at 586-840-8608. Again, that's 586-840-8608. Uh, Greg Dazinski here. You can find me at... Uh, TheArtOfRelationships.guru, G-R-U, online and also on Facebook as well. And the live chat is up. Tonight it might be a uh, downer of a mood for everybody, but I'm going to start talking about affairs and maybe how they start, how they develop, and hopefully we'll get some uh, callers and questions uh, maybe on some other topics as well. Affairs, everyone thinks they're bad, they're nasty, right? I agree. Uh, I don't condone them. I don't excuse them. When I teach human sexuality classes, I talk to numerous clients, probably about 80%, 85% of the couples I deal with. They're coming in. One of them had an affair. And yes, ladies, just as many of you out there are having affairs as guys. So it's not always the guys. The stats, they look at maybe, you know, 50% of guys are having an affair. I think that's overrated. And they're only saying like 20, maybe 23% at most of women have affairs in marriages or relationships. That's definitely downplayed. I can tell you that. Um, so I'm going to talk about affairs again. I need to stress. I do not condone them. I don't excuse them. But I look at what causes them. You know, what the hell causes affairs and what goes on. I preach this, I promote this, probably 85, maybe 90% of affairs happen for a reason, okay? Happen for a reason, usually evolve over time, build up, build up, someone sort of, if you want to say gets weak, or I'll get into this a little bit, uh, a little bit later. The other 10%, maybe 15% of affairs happen because the woman's a hoe, the guy's a dog, uh, good luck to you. They're all about the pleasure, all about the ego trips, and chances are they're not going to change. That's about the 10, 10%, maybe 15%, but I think that's a little high. I'll keep it at 10%. Now, for most of the fairs, I say they usually happen for a reason. With couples, we get at, 
you know, why did they happen? There has to be three things that develop with affairs that need to come out, if you will, out in the open. And we need to look at why they happen. We need to look at, okay, is there genuine remorse and guilt that it happened? Then we look at, there has to be a commitment, or if you want to say recommitment, back to the relationship for it to get cemented. Now, the other thing too, this does not guarantee the one that did the betraying, the one that did the betraying can do everything perfect to rebuild the trust. No one's perfect, but just go with me on this. Can do everything perfect. That does not mean the one that was betrayed still will regain trust. Again, it's an individual situation, okay? And it's not, you know, a blame game. You could do everything perfect because you cheated, whatever, and do everything right, never cheat again, and your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, a partner just might not be able to maybe heal from that and move on and build trust again. Now, usually, if one of, one of the three things I mentioned are out of whack, or one or two things are out of whack, chances are trust will not be built up. And chances are it will never be built up again if those three things are out of whack. Like I said, there has to be a reason why, genuine remorse and guilt, and a recommitment back to the relationship that it's not going to happen again. I'm also a huge advocate that once a cheater is always a cheater. I'm not a huge advocate of that as well. Um, like I said, the 10, 10% or so, there are dogs out there or hoes out there. They're going to keep cheating. But first, let's look at, okay, why did a fair happen? Okay, it could be most of the cases, not all, but I'm going to say most of the cases come in uh, with affairs typically result from the person having the affair, the betrayer, cheater, whatever term you want to use. Usually the affair develops from not feeling loved, not feeling desired, not feeling appreciated, maybe being taken for granted, not feeling important, valued. Typically a combination of those things. So, they go on for time. It could be months. It could go on for years. Someone, you know, unless you're a homosexual or lesbian, someone of the opposite sex starts chirping in your ear, starts paying you attention. Let's face it. Human nature is, it feels good. It's almost like a high, almost like a drug. Someone's paying attention to me. I don't, I want this from my wife, my husband, whatever, girlfriend, boyfriend. I'm not getting it. I don't feel loved, I don't feel da-da-da-da-da, whatever. So someone starts chirping in my ear and it sort of feels good, right? Like I said, it's addicting. Someone's paying attention to you. Now, from the outset, or onset, if you will, when this starts developing, I'm all about you need to talk to your partner of these feelings before it gets to this point of affair. You need to bring it up. You need to bring it up. And if nothing is done, then maybe you need to get out of the relationship before an affair happens. Okay? I'm all about that. 
you can try and try and try. Maybe the other person isn't listening. A lot of times, the partner might feel, like I said, not loved, not desired, not whatever, cherished, feeling important, combination of those things, and the other partner has no clue. And then an affair happens. And the other partner, husband, wife, has no clue that their husband or wife is feeling this way. That, I think, is unfair. So what happens is you need to tell your partner up front to prevent affairs. Tell him or her what you are feeling. Don't do it in a mean way. Do it in an empathetic way. Do it in a caring way. And I'm huge on you want to teach each other what you need. You want to learn from your partner. It's not belittling. It's not criticizing. Every day with couples, couples today, I preached about this, about learning from one another. So, getting back to, you know, the affairs, you know, not feeling love, not feeling desire and all this stuff. You know, say it does happen. I don't excuse them. Like I said, I look at them. And not feeling love, not feeling desired, you ask, okay, why would they stay in that relationship? Okay, why would they stay in that marriage if they didn't feel loved, whatever, for a year, two years, five years, whatever? You know, then you come into, okay, maybe because of the kids, because of finances, all these reasons or excuses, whatever you want to term them. Um, everybody that knows me, everybody, whatever, clients, students alike, know my philosophy is you never, ever stay only for the sake of the kids. The kids deserve to see you happy as a parent. They want mom and dad to be happy. They deserve to see love and passion being shared. So, throw the kids out of the equation. Now we have to look at you know what's going on. Okay, if we know what happened, what caused the affair, now maybe we can work at resolving those issues and not putting a band-aid on it, not doing a temporary fix, but doing a permanent fix and resolving these issues so they're out in front, they can be resolved. Possibly, the trust can be built back up. It's huge. The second thing I'm going to get at, I mentioned already, is about genuine remorse and guilt. This is huge. You can have an affair, and I get, you know, couples in here, they might try to work it out themselves. It could have been, you know, as little as they found out a couple days before they come in. They find out um, a week, and it could be a month. You know, they found out an affair, and then they couldn't work it out, and they try to come in and see me. Excuse me. Now, get couples in here, and the betrayer, says, you know, feels bad and all this stuff, uh, remorse, guilt, maybe the first week, couple weeks, and the wife or husband starts uh, feeling bad, starts feeling hurt, angry, you know, about the betray again. They come up and they say, I can't believe you did that. You, you know, had an affair. You cheated on me. You stuck your dick or whatever in her and all this stuff. Um... And then, say, the husband in that situation, I already said I'm sorry. It was two weeks ago. Get over it. I already said I'm sorry. That does not show genuine remorse and guilt, people. Not at all. That is you starting to get defensive 
and that's not going to work. You start getting defensive like that and have that attitude. I already said I'm sorry. Oh my God, would you quit hounding me? That does not show genuine remorse and guilt. It can get frustrating. I get that. But that is going to show your partner that, you know what, you want to hurry up, move on, get over with, sweep it underneath the rug, and, you know, be done with it. It doesn't work that easy. So in those situations, you know, I don't care if it's a month, two months, three months down the road, and it still hits the partner, it still hurts, you know, and they come up maybe crying, or I can't believe you did that, I can't believe you cheated on me, whatever. That is a time where you want to hug, you want to embrace them, and you know what, I'm sorry I hurt you. I don't care if you said I'm sorry a hundred times. They need this to reassure that you care, that you give a shit, that you hurt them. Okay? This is huge. The recommitment back to the relationship aspect after an affair comes you know, and solidifying and working on both couples taking responsibility again in the affair, and I'll get in that in a bit, um, where both people take a commitment and the betrayer trying to voice his or her needs, what they weren't getting that caused the affair. Maybe not feeling loved, not feeling cherished, maybe not helping, you know, helping out around the house. Um, Whatever it is, you know, maybe not, Verbal affirmations, uh, flattery, compliments, maybe those went out the window. They don't feel that love and desire anymore because the other partner sort of, let's face it, people have kids, they get ignored. Uh, One person feels lonely, don't feel desired, whatever. The kids come first, right? No, the relationship needs to come first. That's a balance. Step families, no, that's a different issue. But that recommitment has to be going back in and working on those issues. And it's going to take a lot of work and doing a gut check, working on those issues that, if you want to say, caused or developed the reasons for the affair. Those, that is the recommitment stage, okay? Those, again, are huge. Again, there has to be a reason why it happened. There has to be genuine remorse and guilt. And there has to be a recommitment or commitment, if you will, back to the relationship. Those three things have to be cemented. Now you're going to ask, right? What happens if, hmm, if there is no reason? You know what? I don't know why I had an affair. Is this where the 10% come into play? Being a dog or a hoe? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. If they have no reason, my premise is if you do not have a reason, you better dig deep and find out what was going on with you as an individual. Because if there is no reason, how are you going to find anything to work on in a relationship? Because if there's no reason you had an affair, there's no way you can guarantee your partner it's not going to happen again. So that makes it very, very difficult, almost impossible. Because it's almost like you don't know what to work on in the marriage or the relationship. So that is huge. And that's why my premise is you need to know why it happened. What was missing? What was missing? That is crucial. And I'm going to, after uh, the first break, 
I'm going to come back and I'm going to discuss maybe different types of affairs. And everybody knows what the internet, texting, sexting, all that good stuff going on. Oh yeah, good old Facebook, right? Um, I'm going to talk about different uh, types of affairs. After the break, again, welcome everybody. Feel free to give me a shout. Give me a call at 586-840-8608 and join me in the live chat and I'll be right back shortly. Thank you. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea. Hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas style shoes. For your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band Future, Check out pprnlive.com. everybody are back again uh it's greg dozinski uh master g as coined by pprn uh live.com people out in connecticut uh talking about affairs tonight again i welcome please uh maybe begging you to call with your questions 586-840-8608 and the live chat is up as well so join me there throw out your questions i'd love to hear from them Hopefully I can handle them. 
uh, the best I can and give you answers and hopefully uh, improve your relationships, your sex life, of course, and uh, your life in general. So talking about affairs, I left uh, the three things. If you remember that a crucial and trying to repair, you know, if possible, repair affairs uh, if they occur. Now, going on, how many types of affairs are there? Typically, you know, there are two types. There are physical, well, actually, we'll say three. There's uh, physical affairs, which are probably obvious, emotional affairs, and the third one, yeah, a combination of both emotional and physical. You know, which one's worse? I get that question asked all the time. Which one is worse? <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, everybody's different. Every individual is different on which one is, uh, you know, which one hurt, hits home most. You know, the old adage, you know, years and years, maybe decades ago, it was the one thing, uh, you know, women could forgive guys if they had an affair because they feel it's just physical. But men couldn't forgive the women because they know in order to have sex, they had to be an emotional connection as well. Well, we know now that's not always true, people, right? Women can have sex without an emotional connection. So, you know, emotional affairs, uh, I'm going to hit on those first. The emotional affairs hit on, it could be texting, could be emailing, Facebook, whatever you want to talk, maybe talking about. Sharing intimate um, parts of your life that should be shared between you as a couple. You know, it could be yelling back and forth, could be uh, bitching, complaining, ripping, you know, your partner apart to a member of the opposite sex, right? That could be a form of an emotional affair, which is probably the most common. You know, you're not feeling, like I said, you're not feeling loved, desired, uh, cherished, whatever, valued in a relationship. Someone starts chirping in your ear and they're just there to listen. Oh, they feel sorry for you, right? It feels good. Someone listens and actually cares and actually tries to get in touch with how you feel and with your emotions. I get it. You know, it's human nature. Most of us want to be, feel loved, feel special, feel like we can turn our partner on, that they desire us physically, emotionally, sexually. And when we feel like we can't and someone starts, you know, chirping in our ear, this is where we got to step back and ask, you know, what the heck's going on? Am I bringing this to the attention of my partner of the things I'm missing? So the emotional affair, that's without sex. Now, another category of emotional affair, a lot of people don't even realize. They think it's always, you know, an emotional partner uh, of the opposite sex, whatever. But no, it can be a workaholic, right? That their work, their career, whatever is more important than their relationship. Yeah, we have to pay bills. And there's some places, let's face it, I, you know, factories here in Michigan, I, I know they've been working seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day for months. And, you know, it's like you work or you're fired. We'll get somebody else. And the way the economy is, everybody's scared to quit, to try to look for another job because they might not be out there. And that sort of, you know, wrecks havoc, of course, on a marriage, on a relationship. So it could be maybe a, a workaholic or situations like that. could be an emotional affair. Another one could be a hobby. You know, shooting hoops all the time, spending way too much time at the gym, maybe hanging out 
after work with uh, the friends, you know, ladies spending more time with her friends, guys spending more time with his, fr- his friends, besides spending time with your loved one. Because maybe, uh, I don't want to hang out, I'm going to get yelled at, get nagged at, oh my god, he's going to complain about this, he's da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, why would you want to go home? So you start hanging out more with maybe friends. Family can throw into that same pattern, okay? Like I said, it also could be a hobby, could be golfing, could be whatever, shooting, uh, whatever it is. Art, whatever your hobby is. Those things can also, anything that causes problems that wrecks havoc in the relationship and takes more time away from the relationship that should be, would be considered an emotional affair. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs their own individual space. We all need our space. We all need our individuality. That's healthy. That's huge. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an overabundance of those things cause an emotional affair. Okay? The combination of emotional and physical is typically when the betrayer, of course, is physical, having sex, making love, but it's also they actually fall in love with the other person. Now they might love two people, or maybe they're falling, they fell in love with somebody else. This is very tricky and very, very difficult to deal with. Not that it's impossible, and it's almost like, you know, they might love their wife, love their husband, but they also love another person too and are having sex with. And you look at, what is that other person providing? Again, like I said, what were they not getting in the marriage or the relationship that led to this other person, right? And maybe they don't want to leave the marriage or relationship, like I said, because of kids, maybe finances. Like I said, I, I don't ever excuse any one of those reasons, I, but I look at why. Maybe they feel guilty. Maybe, you know, this pattern. And it's very difficult because if that affair ends, right, there's still a loss because... The betrayer, the one that is having the affair, has an emotional connection, emotional bond to the person they're having an affair with. As you can see, this becomes even more dicey. So, you know, there's grief and loss. And the one that was betrayed, you know, if they do decide to work it out, work the marriage or relationship out, and the one, the lover, whatever you want to call them, is pushed off to the side, there's going to be a loss and a grief felt. And it's very, very difficult for the one that was betrayed to understand that. Should they? I'm not saying they should. But there's hurt dealing with that. And then you're hurt with, okay, my partner fell in love with somebody else. That's going back to the old adage where, remember, men might not be able to forgive women because they assume there's an emotional, there's an emotional intimate connection, not just sexual. That burns and that hurts. Now we look at what do we do with them, right? The question is, do you want to do anything with them, right? Do you want to work it out? That's up to each individual's choice. And I never, ever, ever promote making decisions. Like I said in my first episode on here, I never, ever make decisions for the clients, not for couples. It's their choice to stay together or not, not mine. My job is to help them make that decision for themselves what is happiest healthiest for not only the relationship but also each individual 
too many therapists are going to that are out there um, are very biased, very judgmental, and they will say, "Oh, you need to get away from him or her." They'll cheat on you again. That's not always true, and that's very biased, very judgmental, and you need to get the hell out of their office because they're not there to serve you. It's only for their own judgment and their own uh, ego boost. You need to get away from them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, what is the number one thing you start working on on repairing uh, after a fair if you decide to take that? First thing you got to look at, like I said, the genuine remorse has to be there. That is so huge. Then you look at taking responsibility. Why did it happen? Why did your partner not feel loved? Why did your partner not feel cherished? Why did they not feel desired? Why did they? Why did you know they feel like they couldn't turn you on? Let's face it; these hurt. For most guys, let's face it, if we can't turn our, our wives, girlfriends, whatever on, man, it hurts. It sucks. Just like I'm sure women. Maybe women, some women don't care if they get turned on because they're not in love with their boyfriend, husband anymore. So they could care less, right? But most women, if they love their boyfriend or partner, it hurts if you feel like, you know what, they're not attracted to you. They don't turn you on or, you know, you can't turn them on. Let's face it, that hits, again, the sexual intimacy, the core of egos, if you will. So it's very diff- It's very difficult to hit on those. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Back on the air. Hello. Oh, let me be back shortly again. What happened?